0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, how are you on this lovely Saturday morning? My house is silent. My children are still asleep in bed. And I am up drinking my first cup of coffee of the day. Um... In total silence, it's lovely. <laughs> Do you love a little bit of peace? <clears throat> so, um, a very busy today, very, very busy day today, but um, not doing anything exciting, though. Uh, what about you? What are you up to today? Are you up to anything? Oh, come on, you must be doing something exciting. No? Oh, come on. You have to do something exciting. Live your best life. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought we'd have a little bit of a mix up today. So we've got a joke instead of a riddle. And instead of a fun fact, we've got um, a little bit of a sort of information about one thing and then um a couple of experiments um yeah so what do you think a little bit of a match up there uh mix it up a bit sounds good to me so first of all the riddle from yesterday who got it right first well the riddle was actually what can be cracked made told and played and quite a lot of you got it right evangeline you got it right first again well done to you you are very very clever um so uh of course the answer was a joke ah oh and i have a joke today let's see if you can get it what do you call london when the electricity stops working Mm, sounds like a weird one but can you guess what it is i will be i will actually be super impressed if um you get this one right because i think it's quite a hard um hard answer <laughs> <clears throat> so let us have a little bit of a discussion about lightning who likes lightning thunder and lightning mm, i'm not a big fan of it i have to say um But I think more than the lightning, I think it's the thunder that I don't like because I don't like the loud noise. So I think almost sure that that is the bit that I don't like. Because when you look up in the sky and you see lightning, it actually looks quite awesome sometimes, doesn't it? But do you know what lightning is? Hmm. Well, it's a bit like static electricity. So have you ever touched something metal and got a little shock? Well, that's because it's static electricity. Um, or have you ever rubbed a balloon on your hair and then stuck it on the wall? Because it's full of static and... Um, if you take a jumper or a woolly hat off over your head, sometimes your hair stands on end. <laughs> That's because of static electricity. Um, so lightning is a kind of static electricity. Um, so uh, luckily, a static shock from a door handle or, a um, you know, something metal that you touch is pretty small. But... Lightning strikes are a much bigger static shock. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in a thundercloud, okay, strong winds blow ice crystals up and down. <clears throat> I do apologise. I'm <laughs> losing my voice now. They rub together, which causes um the that gathers the static charges <clears throat> and negative charges collect at the bottom of the cloud positive charges collect on the ground below the cloud and the electrons jump across the gap as a giant spark which is lightning so it jumps from the negative to the positive and um so yes um so the lightning jumps across the smallest possible gap so it often hits tall objects like buildings or trees the powerful electricity can crack them apart or even set them on fire Or if it strikes a person or animal, it can be horribly dangerous or even deadly, which isn't good. So, if you get caught in a thunderstorm, here is how to stay safe. Shelter inside a building or vehicle as soon as you can. Avoid hilltops and also flat, open areas. Don't stand under a tree. Avoid water. And don't wave objects like umbrellas or golf clubs in the air because that is not good. Um. So here's a question for you. And you can answer this tomorrow uh, among, with the joke as well. Um. Light, is it true or false that lightning never strikes the same place twice? Hmm. There's a saying, isn't there? Oh, lightning never strikes twice in the same place, but is that actually physically true or false? Let me know what you think. So um and some materials, and we call them conductors, let electricity flow through them easily. Others don't, and they're called insulators. Metals are good conductors, whereas plastic, rubber and glass are insulators. Static electricity builds up when an insulator stops electricity from flowing easily. So instead of moving, the electrons are static, which is still so, because people tell you in <clears throat> uh to wear rubber soles on your shoes um and um you know things like that, because that stops electricity from um i don't know moving <laughs> but we do have a couple of um experiments, yay, so. You can give a balloon or a plastic ruler a static charge by rubbing it on um, a woollen, woolly fabric. Or you can even use your hair. But does it work with everything? Why don't you try it and see? All you'll need is small bits of tissue paper woolly fabric or as I say you can use your hair and a small selection of objects such as a plastic spoon, a metal spoon, a wooden ruler, a glass jar, a plastic pen, a cardboard tube, anything really. And You rub each object on the woolly fabric for 30 seconds or your hair as I say. See if it has enough static charge to pick up bits of tissue paper record which materials work best like a proper scientist and why you think or why do you think that some don't work or don't work as well as others so you could be a proper scientist and record it all down and discuss with your mummy and daddy why you think um, some don't work you can also make lightning in your mouth. Oh. All you need is an extra strong mint. So if you don't like mints, no good for you, this one. A mirror and a dark room. <clears throat> so first of all, you stand in complete darkness for five minutes. Just to let your eyes adjust. Then facing the mirror and keeping your mouth open, crunch a mint between your teeth. You should see a brief glow. This is a kind of energy called tri. Oh God, I can't speak. tri luminescence there you go. Um, crushing the sugar creates small electric charges which make sparks just like tiny tiny lightning and the last experiment that we do or that I'm going to tell you about is 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 um if you blow up a balloon this is a really good one my kids love doing this and And then rub it on some uh, woolly fabric for 30 seconds. Hold it near a thin stream of water um, coming from a tap or a shower head. And the water should bend towards it. How amazing is that? That's because the electrons have rubbed off onto the balloon, giving it a negative charge. Whereas the water coming out is giving off positive charges. So um, they attract each other because opposites attract. So the opposite is um the the negative and the positive it attracts each other. Um so Say when your hair rubs on a hat, it loses electrons and gets a positive charge. And as all your hairs have the same kind of charge, they repel each other. And that makes them stand on edge because it's all like negative and negative or positive and positive. (laughs) So there you go. That is today's lesson on electricity. (laughs) So. What else is today, even though it's a Saturday and it is, um, it's the 7th. I was trying to think what day it was. Um, it's the 7th today, isn't it? So, um, let's have a look. It is also Old Rock Day today. Uh, so... Have you got any old rocks in your gardens? And it's Harlem Globetrotters Day. So who knows who the Harlem Globetrotters are? They are a famous, famous basketball team. Um And <laughs> there's... Oh, cover your ears, mummies and daddies, because it's national past gas day today. So there's lots and lots of different words for it. There's past gas, pass wind, fart, trump, um, all sorts of things. But today you doesn't need to m- doesn't matter if you do it because it is national past gas day. And it's also, I'm not going to take it any more day sounds very dramatic, doesn't it? Oh, I'm not going to take it any more, um, so if anybody is annoying you, you just say, "I'm not going to take it any more, and I don't have to because it's that day. <laughs> so there you go, um right. How's about a story now that I have? talked myself horse and you've probably not understood a word of it I've <laughs> probably talked nonsense I hope not actually but I thought we would read du, 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 du. Um, right I thought we would read chapter 3 from Mr Pink Whistle's Party what do you think and it's called Mr. Pinkwhistle Has Some Fun. So here goes. One day, Mr. Pinkwhistle was sitting reading by the fire when he heard a knock at the front door. It was rather a timid little knock. Rat-a-tat-tat. Sooty said Pinkwhistle to his big black cat, see who's at the door, please. Sooty scurried to the door and opened it. Outside stood two little girls looking rather scared. Oh, said one when she saw Sooty, this must be Mr Pink Whistle's house because we know he has a cat called Sooty who looks after him. Please, are you Sooty? That's my name, said Sooty. Do come in. The two little girls went in and wiped their feet very carefully on the mat. Sooty took them into the room where Mr. Pinkwhistle sat and he smiled at them. Oh, you're just exactly like Mr. Pinkwhistle in our stories, said one little girl. You are really. Well, I'm glad, said Pinkwhistle. As a matter of fact, I always do look like myself, of course. <clears throat> what are your names? I'm Katie and she's Jessie, said Katie. And we've come to ask your help. We've heard so many stories about you and how you go around the world putting wrong things right. So we thought we'd ask you to put something right for us. Will you please, Mr Pink <clears throat> Of course, said Pink Whistle. Sooty, bring some biscuits and lemonade. So over biscuits and lemonade, the two girls excuse me the two girls told kind mr pinkwistle their troubles just as you would if you had something to tell him you see it's like this said katie there are two boys in our village who are very cruel and very unkind Mr. Pinkwhistle, they throw stones at the cats and the dogs. They take birds' eggs out of the nests. They hide round corners and jump out at us. And, yes, and they knock at doors and run away. And they go to the greengrocers and take apples and oranges when he's not looking, said Jessie. And, oh, dear, lately they've been lying in wait for Katie and me and the other girls and taking our dolls from us and they broke my doll said katie with tears in her eyes they dropped her onto the pavement so we've come to ask you if you could put things right for us we are all getting so afraid of tom and len I hope you don't think we're telling tales, said Jessie. We just simply didn't know what to do. And now the two boys are frightening babies in their prams by booing at them when they pass. The worst of it is, is that their parents think they're wonderful boys and won't believe a word against them. So what are we to do? Mr Pink looked very solemn. He handed around the biscuits for the third time. This is very serious, he said. Serious for you because you are frightened and serious for the boys because they will grow up into just the kind of people we don't want. Hmm, I must certainly think of something. We knew you would, said Katie. What will you do? I don't quite know, said Pinkwistle. I'll think about it. I'd like it to be something that will teach the parents to be sensible about their boys, too. You know, as a rule, if children grow up bad, it's the fault of the fathers and the mothers. Yes, we've noticed that, said Katie. If you've got a nice mother, you're usually nice yourself. But if you've got a horrible mother, you're horrid, too. "'or a silly mother. "'She makes a boy or girl horrid "'because they don't take any notice of her.' "'The clock struck four. Katie got up at once. "'You must go. "'We must go, sorry,' she said, "'or we shall be late for tea. "'Mother will worry about us. "'Thank you, Mr Pink for listening to us "'and for the lemonade and biscuits.' "'Oh, yes, thank you very much,' said Jessie. Well, what a nice mother you both must have, said Pink Whistle, shaking hands with them. Now you needn't go red. You've just told me that nice mothers have nice children. And as I can see you are both nice, I know what your mothers are like. The two little girls went away, excited and pleased. They trusted Mr Pink Whistle. He would do something to stop those two boys and put things right and he did he thought and thought and then the next day he called sooty i'm going off to the village the girls came from he said i'm going to make myself invisible so that nobody can see me and i'm going to find those boys and their parents too and give them a shock I'll be back when my job is finished, Sooty. Very good, Master, said Sooty. Just let me brush your hat for you. Oh, what a pity there aren't more people like you in the world. Always trying to put bad things right. Pink Whistle went off. Sooty couldn't see him when he got to the gate because he'd already made himself quite invisible. Ah, Pink Whistle could see a lot of queer things going on when he was invisible. Nobody knew he was there then. He soon found the two boys. He saw them hiding behind a wall waiting for an old woman to come. They had water pistols. Just as the old woman came round the wall, (gasps) the boys squirted their pistols. Well, the water went right into the old woman's face. She gasped and dropped her basket. The eggs in it broke and the yellow yolk dripped out onto the pavement. Oh, oh, what is it? I've been shot. Oh, what has happened to me? groaned the old woman, sitting down on the curb with her head in her hands. Pink Whistle saw someone coming to help her. He quickly followed the two boys, who had run away at once, laughing. They got on a bus. Pink Whistle got on too. Nobody saw him, of course. Nobody at all. He waited till the bus had started. Then he spoke in a loud and angry voice. Which boys on this bus frightened an old lady just now. Who shot her with a water pistol and made her drop her basket and break her eggs? Well, there was startled silence in the bus. All the passengers looked around to see who was speaking. The boys went red from their foreheads down to their necks and hardly dared to breathe. Who knew all this? "'Was it a policeman?' "'I can see those boys,' said Pink Whistle in a loud and stern voice. "'I can see them!' "'In fright, the two boys leapt off the bus. "'Pink Whistle went too, though they didn't see him. "'Now we've got to walk home,' said one boy crossly. "'Who was that shouting at us in the bus?' "Pooh, what does it matter?' said the other boy. Come on, Len, let's ring a few bells and run away. Pink Whistle followed Len and Tom. They crept up to a front door and tugged at the bell. Then they ran away. They went to another door and did the same thing. Pink Whistle frowned. He walked behind them down the street. When the boys came into the high street... Pink whistle began to shout again, loudly. Where are those two boys who rang the bell and ran away? Where are they? Bring them here to be punished. Well, everyone was startled to hear this sudden voice coming from nowhere. As for the two boys, they were terrified. They looked all around and people began to point at them. They must be the two boys. Look! "'Somebody must be after them.' The boys fled at once. Pink Whistle followed them, still invisible. Round the corner they met a small girl with a little puppy. Len pounced on the dog and the little girl screamed, "'Don't! Don't hurt him! He's only little!' Tom took up an old tin, lying in a nearby ditch, and began to tie it to the tail of the frightened puppy.' How awful. The little pup bit at him and squealed. Len smacked it. Pink Whistle's voice boomed out again. Where are those boys? Where are those two bad boys? Len and Tom clutched at each other in fright. That voice again. Who was following them? They left the little girl and the scared puppy and ran at top speed down the road. The little girl felt a kiss on her cheek and something was pressed into her hand. Go and buy yourself some sweets, said a kind voice in her ear. But there was nobody there. How very, very strange. Pink Whistle followed the boys. They both turned in at the same gate. "'My mother and father are in with yours this afternoon,' said Len. "'We're all going to the pictures together tonight, so I can come in with you.' Uh "'Aha! Good!' thought Pink Whistle, and he went in at the gate too, round the back, and in at the kitchen door with the two boys. They didn't see him, of course. The boys slammed the door and clattered in without wiping their feet. Len went to the larder door and grinned at Tom.' They both stuck their dirty fingers into a jar of jam and licked them. Ugh. Then they took some plums out of a pie and ate those. Not a word, said Tom, and winked at Len. Then they both went into the sitting room. Their parents were there talking. Well, have you both been good boys today? asked one of the mothers. Oh, yes, said Tom, both top of our class and we came straight home, as you said, and here we are. Who went into the larder just now and helped themselves to jam and plums out of the pie? said a loud voice suddenly. Where are the boys who did that mean thing? Stealing, I call it. There was a sudden silence. The parents looked at one another to see who had spoken. The boys went as red as beetroots. "'Who said that?' said a father at last. "'How strange that voice sounded. "'I don't like it. "'Come on, let's go to the pictures. "'We all look scared. "'I'm sure the boys wouldn't take anything from the larder.' "'But they did, didn't That didn't you, boys?' said Pink Whistle's stern voice.' The boy stood trembling and didn't say a word. One of the fathers got up looking pale. Come along, we'll go. There's something queer going on here. Somebody calling through the window or down the chimney or something. They all went out. They caught a bus and so did Pink Whistle. As soon as they were all seated on the bus, he began again. "'Where are the boys who scared that little girl and tied a can to her puppy's tail? "'Where are they? Bring them to me!' "'Again Tom and Lent went red and trembled. "'Everybody looked at them. "'A man spoke up from the corner. "'Who is it that wants to know about those two bad boys? "'There they are on that seat there, shaking in their shoes. "'Come and get them!' Well, the boys leapt off the bus in fright and their parents followed, troubled and puzzled. They went into the cinema without a word, but each father and mother was thinking hard. Why was that voice following them? Why did their boys look so red and ashamed? And dear me, the voice came into the cinema with them as well. <gasps> Every time there was a quiet piece in the picture, the voice sounded nearer to the boys and their parents, speaking in a loud whisper, this time. Who scared the old woman with a water pistol? Who rang the bells and ran away? Who frightened the little girl with the dog? Who has got parents who don't know what their boys are up to? Who went into the larder and, well, then began to cry? Tom went very white this time instead of red the parents felt so upset that they couldn't watch the picture any more one by one they rose and went out pink whistle followed them they went home to lens house pink whistle slept in slipped in with them too the parents faced the boys what is all this about where does this voice come from is it true what it keeps saying no, said Len. No, said Tom, his head down. Who tells untruths to their parents, began the voice again. Who lies in waits for little girls and breaks their dolls? Who throws stones at dogs and cats? Who, who, who? We do, we do, sobbed Len and Tom, suddenly almost scared out of their lives. We do all those things. We won't any more. We won't. ''I'll see you don't,'' said Len's father angrily, ''to think you do these things behind our backs and pretend to be so good to our faces.'' ''They want whipping,'' said Tom's father. ''We've not been firm enough with them.'' ''Oh, Tom, oh, Len, how could you do things like that?'' wailed their mothers. ''Partly your fault, partly your fault,'' said the voice again. ''Why don't you look after your children better?'' I'll look after them. I'll tell the world about them. Oh, no, 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 cried Len. Go away. Whoever you are, you frighten me. Go away. Oh, I'm going, said Pink Whistle solemnly. I'm going. I'm going. His voice got softer and softer. And then suddenly, and most frighteningly, it got loud again. But I'm coming back if you don't keep your word. Oh, yes, I'm coming back. He th- he went then, back to his little cottage and back to Sooty, feeling quite tired out. I think I've put that right, he said to Sooty. But you never know. Good old Pink Whistle. He certainly has put it right those boys and their parents too are quite quite different oh dear i do hope i never hear his voice booming out because i've done something wrong i'd be so ashamed wouldn't you (laughs) dear me but some people need to be taught that lesson don't they Because even though really, really deep down you know the difference between right and wrong, sometimes wrong just seems much more fun, doesn't it? But it's not. Not, not, not. Definitely. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my goodness me. I think I have earned another cup of coffee. What do you think? I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to wait for my children to wake up. I am going to knit, 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 knit today because I've got too many things, too many blankets to uh, make and complete. So I have to knit. So that is going to be my whole day doing nothing but knitting. Um. So you all have... Oh, I've got the hiccups now. You all have a brilliant day but while you're having fun make sure that you take care and stay safe and i will see you all safely tomorrow so bye for now